stop pushing me. I don't want to talk about it. I get that now. Just forget the wedding for a sec. Something else is clearly going on with you. You wouldn't understand. Maybe not. I'll do anything I can to help. It's the accident. What about it? Science Sophie. This is Coastal News, a home and away podcast, your weekly episode companion podcast for your favorite Aussie soap. Creator God, we thank you for the gift of life of this child who is to be baptized. <laughs> May your blessing of peace and joy be with them and protect them all their days. Oh, have we got a name? <laughs> celebrate the christening of this child. <laughs> christening nameless child here. Um, yeah. It, Ms. Ms. Thompson. Ms. Thompson. Ms. Grometta. <laughs> How are you? Are you okay? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. We promised, we promised a christening. I, I've spent half the week getting ordained for this. <laughs> did, you do that, did you do that online? Did you pay for it? Yeah. Have I now got to call you like Reverend Sai? Yeah. Oh, no. can you imagine? Do not go <laughs> to shop anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's an idea. Yeah. Oh, like the poster for a partner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. No name. We said. No how, name. How, we literally on last week's podcast. Are we going to go a week with no name for Gromit? We have. So we said we christen it ourselves. So what are yeah. we going to baby Tom, Thompson? Because, you know, when we come up with names for characters, they've stuck. Mm, in the yeah. Past. Yes, this is true. Mm. <laughs> have a think. Have a think. Yeah. Um, but yes, I'm well. Busy, like I say, getting ordained on fatherfatherspirit.com. <laughs> uh, how about you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. I'm definitely photoshopping you with a dog collar on later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my evening gone. There you go. <laughs> Brilliant. Funny times, funny times. Um, there's quite a few sort of, we were talking last night on Home and Away about sort of a lot of space, uh, plates spinning at once. Mm. And it's still a bit like that this week, although the action is, is a bit subdued. We've just been talking before we started the podcast about um, this week doesn't feel, it felt a sort of a bit subdued, didn't it, watching the episodes. 
Um, yeah. But there is still, when we've sort of gone through and prepared, there is loads, um, mm. loads still happening concurrently. We're not sort of, you know, we were talking about, got to talk about a lot at once, haven't we? You know? Yes. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of little storylines going on, isn't there? Because I think the last two weeks that we've been we've been talking about it on here, it's been mad, hasn't it? We've had, you know, obviously the the wedding and the fallout of that and the text heist and all of that. Everything's just been crazy. And the Jacob and Bree storyline. So for a few weeks it was just mad, wasn't it? And now I guess off the back of that, anything would feel a bit, you know, less yeah. exciting, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, we're on the come down, but I must I must say this week I have struggled a bit sometimes to get through mm. it. You know, I'm a bit like yeah, it's just not engaging me. But I think the whole you know I rolled my eyes, didn't I, when you were doing first look last week, telling me you know that <laughs> um, postnatal stuff was coming with Ziggy and you know yeah. and I, I was already not switched on to it before I started watching it. Do you know what I mean? So I have struggled. I must. Mm. Um, however. If there's one thing I can do, is talk about Harm and Away. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Do you want your headlines? I do. The Gromit is home, but Mummy is struggling to cope. Remy and Bree get to talking again after his refusal for help leads to a house call. Eden calls a spade a spade when discussing her memory forward slash feelings for cash. <laughs> Felicity explodes at a party, telling Tani she doesn't want to get married. And could Marley be hiding something? Mm. Please take the time to like, subscribe and review Coastal News wherever you source your podcasts and ensure you never miss an episode. So Gromit's home. Mm. Even I'm calling it that too often now. Grometta. We we agreed last week because it's a it's a, a yeah. girl, isn't it? We're going to Grometta. It's as a bit more bearable for me. <laughs> Sounds about under and one already. Uh, <laughs> well, let me tell you the size of that bambino, right? <laughs> everyone's been saying this on the hashtag, <laughs> and I get it. Like everyone's been saying, oh, it's a four month old baby and everything. First of all, they're not allowed insurance wise. I don't <laughs> think to work with a newborn, and second of all. As if a newborn would be like, would be handed over to a TV show. Come <laughs> on, guys, go with it. You just have to Jenny it. It's just it. Yeah, but I'm looking at you thinking, I bet she tore from hole to hole. Oh, she definitely did. Because even Karen said to Mr. Stewart, she pushed out a watermelon, and he was like, "Ew." ew. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, Karen, she, na- Karen, Nana, new Nana coming through. Oh, grandma. Said, hasn't she? Yeah. Sure what to be called Nana. Oh, John's very brave calling her grandma, though. I think he was. He was, um, he, and and she's sort of calmed right down, hasn't she? I think John helped her during the birth at the hospital last week. Yeah. And she's cooking meatloaf. She's got the house ready. She's there. She's ready for Beck and Carl whenever the new parents need it. Um, and. Also, in a way where she realizes she needs to give them space as well, and she sort of clears yeah. off the day, doesn't she? When they first come home and leaves mm. them to find their feet, goes to the diner. She's filling Irene in with all the all the all the news, um, and that's when that watermelon conversation happened that you were talking about. <laughs> um, you know, Ziggy, Ziggy's looking like a rabbit in headlights, isn't she? What you know? Yeah. Whether Karen's there or not, you know. 
he's very nervous at this point. Can we use the monitors, you know, when she's asleep in the next room? Yeah. She's flapping about the baby, not attaching and getting a feeding schedule, schedule. Um, you know, and, and Dean having to go out and she's like, no, where are you going? You know, there was, a, yeah. there was signs very early on, wasn't there? That, yeah. Um, you know, Karen's presence there was needed more than more than initially thought. Mm, yeah, it's a good job she was there, really. I, I think it's a bit strange that she's decided to leave so early, actually, but we'll probably come on to that in a minute. Um, but yeah, she's like super nana, wasn't she? You know, I've got the nursery, all like, the cot made up. I've got nappies. I've got the dinner in the oven. And then I'm just going to leave you to it. Like, I thought that was a really nice scene, actually. She wasn't overbearing. She can be a, a bit much, can she? Can't. I, I know we love her, but in that situation, whether you've come home with a newborn, you don't know what day of the week it is or who you are, I think that could could have gone badly. But she played it really well, didn't she? And just she been like... expected of her. Yeah. So, yeah. You're sort of thankful for her even more. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. I be in their shoes um and then there's this weird moment isn't they where um they're out they're out at the beach on a walk and she has to breastfeed in public Mm. and um karen then sort of goes back to karen mode when there's that woman you know yeah uh, getting you know getting breastfeeding and um (laughs) you know I, th- I think I think this was less about Karen though, and more about sort of Ziggy being like, "I'm no good at this. I'm, yeah, yeah, I can't do this. Everybody else can settle her with me. She's crying, mm. um, and Karen's clocked it pretty early on, and she says to Dean, "I'm serious, Dean. You, know, you need to keep an eye on her. You yeah. know, and I'm not sure whether Dean's breathing space is one thing, but Dean's not really. I don't think Dean's seen it." No. I think he's thought, oh yeah, have a bath, have a cuppa. Yeah. yeah. You're just tired. Baby's <laughs> cry. Yeah, you've just given yeah. birth. But I don't think he's quite seen it. Mm. Yeah. He's not read between the lines, has he? No. I, I suppose he's tired and his brain's not really, you know, that focused either. So you can understand it, can't you? But mm. he maybe, you know, because he, he'll have spent all night waiting for her to give birth or whatever and had sleepless nights and all that sort of stuff while the baby's there. So he's he's probably not thinking straight. But you're mm. right. I don't think he's quite seeing that this is, I think it's looking like a baby blues storyline, isn't it? Yeah. Rather than just a, a new mum, just tired. I don't think it's, I think there's something more serious going on. Yeah. And, I, and I'm trying to see the whole picture, right? We've got this person who, a baby wasn't in the plan. No. Um, you know, there was all these other plans. Surfing, you know, was the dream. You know, mm. that was actually happening. Miraculously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then this happened. And then there was a, you know, a big, it, it wasn't a happy pregnancy on the whole. No. My perspective anyway. I don't know what you thought. No, I. Well, we said it several times on the pod, didn't we? That she kept saying, "My life's over. My life as I know it is over. Everything I enjoy, I'm not going to be able to do anymore." It was very negative. The whole pregnancy, right up until, I don't know, the very end when it looked like she'd kind of made a peace with it. But even then, I wasn't convinced. Were you? No, no. Well, pair of us were the same, weren't we? We were a yeah. bit deep down. I think she's kidding herself. You know. Yeah. But nevertheless, she decided to embrace it. And um, you've you've touched on it multiple times, you know, throughout these few last few months, you know, about their lack of preparedness as mm. a result of all said 
drama about it and and now sort of it's happened and I imagine you know I mean I'm probably talking out of turn here as a bloke right but I imagine <laughs> you know, hormones just um, are just like mad right after birth right yeah like, they will be. things just happened yeah all to you're all to you're all to pot with everything like massive life change on top of it you've got the mother-in-law mm. eat loaf like oh my god no wonder you know and I'm thinking I do I do sort of sympathize with the poor girl this must be tough and it must be tough for all you know all new mums in this boat this is what yeah what this is what they go through you know I think it's really important that they've shown it as well because I think a lot of soaps they kind of gloss over the this whole sort of storyline you know bring baby home happy families and get on with it and that's not always the case that you know a lot of people do struggle um to bond with the baby or especially new mums you know you've never done it before nobody's really taught you and it's stuff that you have to learn as you go you know yeah. this whole worrying about a schedule everybody gives you advice everybody says oh you should be doing this you should sleep when the baby sleeps you should feed her this often you know and you listen to all of that because you think it's it, these people know what they're doing and then when you can't sort of live up to that expectation, you probably do feel like a failure, don't you? So mm-hmm. I can see this being really relevant for a lot of people, which is I think is really good that they didn't just make it a, a oh a happy ending, you know. So they've had the baby and everything's great. Yeah. I think yeah. I think it's probably a good thing that they've highlighted it this way. Um I yeah, I, I completely agree. And even though I rolled my eyes last week, I'm glad now it's it 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 it's not just been sort of happy yeah. because yeah. you know the, we spoke about the fragility of the relationship mm-hmm. um before before the pregnancy I, you know i'm not saying that's the reason why she's not bonding you know not not taken to motherhood naturally but ziggy isn't a natural mother no i wouldn't it's, have picked if you if you said to me this time last year someone's going to get pregnant i wouldn't have picked her as my first nope. you know would you panic surfer <laughs> you know yeah like and, and she's she's made no secret mm. like it's not she's not one of these people that you know girls who've grown up wanting to be a mum from the minute dot yeah. you know day dot yeah uh, she, oh that scene you know where she comes out of the bedroom because she's been going to the bedroom to secretly cry about it all hasn't she and just be on mm. her own be away from baby um which i'm sure a lot of parents when they're crying newborn yes yeah. try and seek that solace in any way you can um and there's that scene where she comes out for water do you know which one yeah. of yes. and um, yeah. karen and dina sort of say oh give baby a cuddle she needs a cuddle off off her mom and she's like no i need to sleep I'm like yeah. no, i can't do it you're better at it than me i'm you know i failed mm-hmm. you know just thinking oh Mm. yeah absolutely yeah I think it's probably something that's quite common and probably something that's not talked about that much because you know people are probably embarrassed to admit that you know they're going through something similar because they do feel like a failure and especially nowadays with with like social media people posting things online that's like maybe one minute out of the day you know happy family picture and someone else has got screaming baby that they're not feeling that you know bonded with yet and feeling like a failure I think it's really important to highlight that it's not always a walk in the park it is difficult yeah yeah Um, yeah it's not an Instagram 
No. Um, no. And then, you know, sort of, we then it's sort of, Dean, like we talk about Dean not really getting it. He's gone out and bought every breast pump he found. <laughs> that boot looks very odd. dodgy, didn't it? I was like, if he gets pulled over by the cops and they check his boot, they'll be like, are you into some kinky stuff? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, but then... He's leaving her on her own, sort of mm. knowing that this is all going on. Yeah. And then he's shocked to, to, to see and learn that when he gets home, she's not there. Mm. She's gone walkabout, hasn't she? She's Yeah, left the baby in the house. Health. It's mental health, isn't it? And I think she yeah. Yeah. Needs, needs a little bit of support, I think. Yeah, definitely, yeah. This is why I wasn't sure, because obviously Karen's gone, hasn't she, now? Um, so when Dean went out to Yabby Creek to grab these breast <laughs> pumps or whatever they were in a, in his car, like, he'd left her alone with the baby, hadn't he? And I thought that was a not a great idea. Like like you say, he's not thinking straight. He doesn't. He thinks it's just, you know, she's tired. And now she's had a bath and a, and a wash, and she says she's feeling a bit more human. He's like, okay, great, I'll go out. Yeah. So I was thinking this is probably not a great idea, but I also don't really understand why Karen's left because Karen has noticed that Ziggy's struggling and has noticed that, you know, she's she's not right and told Dean that. But then in the next breath, she said, oh, I think it's better for me to go. And then, you know, the reason the, the reason Ziggy's struggling is because I'm here and she's not bonding with her baby because, you know, I'm doing all the work. And I just thought, I'm not sure I agree with that. I actually think that was a bad move for her to leave them. When she realised that like Ziggy was struggling, what did you think? I don't know, to be honest. I don't know what I thought. I get, I get, I get exactly what you're saying. I sort of saw Karen's point when she said it. I thought, okay, mm. you know, a bit short-lived, but I, mm. I sort of understand, you know, me being in the way. I, I took it like Karen was sort of saying, if I'm here doing it, she'll never do it. Yeah. Type attitude. So, like, I've got to do this. For her you know to force yeah. her to do it you know what I mean yeah I, I saw that but now you're saying that I sort of agree as well it, she knows it's not just the regular I don't yeah. know what to do she knows she's clocked mm. something wrong yeah you know, she's told Dean to keep an eye Dean can't keep an eye on her 24 7 as he's evident the very next day when he goes yeah. to pump shopping <laughs> <laughs> um, you know like it doesn't take long after Karen's left for it to mm. all go wrong so I, I I'm inclined to agree with you even though I did I took I took what Cameron was saying on face value at the time yeah being with you now you're explaining that because yeah because Karen knows it's more than just the regular yeah that was my take on it I don't yeah you're right I can see your point of view now you've explained what you took from that scene as well you know you're right she she was sort of stepping in all the time wasn't she? when she when Ziggy was struggling she'd say you have a break you sit down have a cup of tea and I'll look after baby and she yeah. can't she can't do that forever. And I get that. She like she can't just, you know, come in and take over and, and mother the child. Like Ziggy needs to step up and needs to do it for herself. I just don't think mentally she's capable of that yet. Yeah. And I thought I yeah. thought Karen had understood that. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And let's face it, it was two days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a long time, is it, actually? No, no. I babe that isn't a long time is it you would have stayed a week or something and apparently I don't know whether this is true but I've heard from other people that are mums that the first few days are actually okay because normally the baby's just asleep for the first few days and then it starts to get harder you know then they start to get the sleepless nights and the 
yeah. the crying. I don't know how true that is because I haven't had a baby, but I don't know whether Karen might have been there for the easy bit as well, which isn't good. Well, Karen might be back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, she might be summoned back because obviously Ziggy's now AWOL. Like mm. Dean's probably going to go out of his mind. This will probably put the willies up, Dean. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. The scary, absolutely senseless. Because even John and Irene have twigged, haven't they? You know, they were having that conversation when they were, when they were closing the diner. And John was helping her like put the chairs away and everything. And he said something like, Karen's really worried about Ziggy. You know, she thinks there's something not quite right there. And even Irene said, yeah, I clock something. So mm. everybody else is noticing it. <laughs> but Dean, mm. clearly oblivious. But... The thing with Dean is he's a bit of like a, you know, just get on with it type. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? You know, um, yeah. he's not very in touch with the feelings, if you like. No. Yeah. So. But I'm sure he'll come good. He normally does. He normally yes. does, doesn't he? He doesn't overthink things, does he? He doesn't sit and worry about stuff and no. overthink everything. He's just like, right, baby's crying, pick her up. You know, whereas Ziggy would be like, why is the baby crying? What does she need? You know, that kind of. Yeah. He's not He's not going to be questioning if he's a good dad. He's just going to be like, right, the baby's crying, pick it up. Yeah. And the baby's probably picking up on all that worrying. Yeah. Yeah. Ziggy's, I wouldn't be know. surprised. Yeah. Mm. Well, somebody else worrying. Eden, she's got a text off Cash at the hospital while she's chatting away with Bree about all things Cash. <laughs> um, you know, he's on his way over. He's bringing her favourite food. He's thinking mm. he's shy again, isn't he, with that conversation? Mm. And, and Eden's there. She's telling Bree, you know, what if I can't give him what he wants? They're on completely different pages, these two. Okay. Yeah, and they have uh, been for, since the beginning, haven't they? <laughs> Well, yeah, that's true. Because at the beginning, he liked her, she didn't like him. Then she liked him, he didn't like her. And now we're, we're back to he likes her, she doesn't like him. I was like, oh, for God's sake. Why? Um, yeah. It's like yeah. the third iteration of this storyline, isn't it? It keeps flipping around. Mm. I think I think she was right to just nip, just turn around and say to him, look, mm. I may never remember. So you yeah. need to tell me. You need to tell me everything that we've done. You know, and he does. To be fair, mm. to you know, he, he he sort of lays it all out, doesn't he? This whole mm. we've declared everything, um, and she's just turfs him out, basically. You know, yeah. I need you to leave. You can't be here. I don't think I can give you what you need from me. Mm. Um, and she says you need to stop visiting me. Yeah, you know, and um. You know, given all this, you know, dilly dallying with all this now, do we think Cash is gonna he's gonna stick around with it? Do you think he's gonna persevere and try and win her over? To me, he's just sort of rocking up and going like, "Why don't you remember? I've now decided <laughs> that I'm gonna feel feel for you too." Yeah. Like, Listen to me. You know what you you said it first, so so let's just carry on. And it's a bit like Cash. Clearly, that's not <laughs> happening. So I'm literally yeah. sitting like, so why don't you try and yeah. just woo her again? Do you know what I mean? And try and make her feel those things again naturally. You're just yeah. turning all the time, stressing her out. Of course she doesn't want you there. No, exactly. Oh, you're right. And he, he say, even said something like, she said, I can't remember how she phrased it, but she's like, I can't give you what you need. I don't know whether I'm ever going to be able to. I don't want you hanging around. And he, he just said, well, I'll literally wait as long as it takes. And I was like, that's probably not going to help. 
No. It's probably the, the worst thing you can say. Oh, I'm just going to hang around. I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep waiting. No, I've told you not to. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, even if you thought that, don't say it. Don't tell her. The best thing you could probably do is bring some of those music mags over again. <laughs> Bore to death. <laughs> Take a bending machine on a date. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. you know, just just try and be a friend for it and let it yeah. happen naturally. Yeah. Because those feelings are there. You've just got yeah. to believe that they'll come out. You know, and that, and that, you know, and believe that she'll she'll listen to them eventually. Do you know what yeah. I mean? She remembers. I think I- I think I'd give her some space because I don't know. Maybe if he if he isn't there every day, you know, she might notice he's not there. She might miss him, and then enjoy hanging out with him when she does see him. I think I'd probably give her a bit of space, but he's not going to do that. No, he's not. But and I don't. I, ju- I just don't like the way he's going about it. He's just turn up and being like, "Remember, Jet? <laughs> yeah, do you love me? Yet? Do you love me? <laughs> I love you again, you know. And I'm really sorry that I treated you bad because I told you I didn't, but I do. Oh, I wonder. I want to hear what he actually told her. You know, he said he told her everything, even the stuff that was like, you know, not not so good, like how he treated her badly and stuff. Did he tell her that she got absolutely rat assed on the uh, Hindu and fell off a stage on her face? Did he tell her that? <laughs> you know, because no wonder she told him to like leave, because that nobody nobody wants to hear what they did when they were drunk that before, <laughs> do they? <laughs> true. That's very true. Yeah. Oh, especially when she can't that. remember it. Maybe it was just that. Yeah. <laughs> You've always got that one friend that remembers everything and wants oh. to tell you what you did and you're like, just shut up. <laughs> no, rack off. <laughs> oh dear. Maybe it's just that. Just embarrassment, I think, maybe. I don't know. Here's hoping because I can't take any more of it. <laughs> um, Marley's getting chummy with Xander, isn't he? You know, yes. yeah. together and all that stuff. Well, he's teaching you know, him, isn't he? He's, he's teaching him his surf lessons because Dean's no longer available, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And obviously, clocks rose down at the beach. Oh, um, that was awkward. Did you think that? Oh, that was so weird. He was like, yeah, it's my sister. Yeah, and then, like, no, I don't know if this is just me, but isn't there some kind of bro code where you don't ask out your mate's sister or, you know, whatever and he's just like oh your sister oh introduce me i was like dude like this and he's got sisters he said he's got like a bunch of sisters didn't he how would he feel if some random guy was like oh hook me up with your sister if you say if you said to me so oh can i ask your brother out he's welfare i'd be like fuck off (laughs) exactly (laughs) is your brother welfare anyway (laughs) (laughs) like i'd be like uh absolutely (laughs) not <laughs> it's, it's uh, one of them things it's like an unspoken rule isn't it that's how i've always viewed it there's well, no way my brother would let any of his mates go out with me definitely not things get a bit murky when friends go out with siblings and fall yeah. out yeah yeah and do you even want to go down that and it's gonna happen in in somewhere like summer bay isn't it yeah um, so he, but anyway he does ask her out at the juice bar doesn't he and mm. honestly I I put my hood up. I, t- <laughs> I pulled tight on the. <laughs> I didn't even ask her what her name was. Like as far as she was concerned, he was just some random bloke. Wasn't like he just went over and went, "You, me, dinner." And I was like, "Are you going to say hi? My name's Marley. Are you Rose? Nice to meet you." None of that. Oh God, I'm honestly just talking about it. It's making me feel cringe. Oh. <laughs> Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone up to someone and gone, "You, me, dinner." No, I don't have that. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> it clearly worked though. 
Wow. She said yes, didn't she? So, yeah, but and did you see what he turned up wearing to the date? Come yeah. on, was it Dino's t-shirt or something? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, he did say though he wasn't expecting to stay over because I think his plan was to drive back, and Mr. Stewart gave him a van, didn't he, at the last minute? Mm. Uh, I wouldn't blame you if you bail, but I wish you wouldn't. That was his line, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and um, it works, doesn't it? He walks her home after a nice meal in salt. Mm. A, right? Everything yeah. looks good until the next day. And he's yeah. in a uniform and his face drops. This how is it. That, how did it? that not come up at dinner? Because, you know, when we, we saw a bit of the dinner, didn't we? We saw them talking and he talked about his family, he talked about how he knew Dean. He was talking about the board shop and how he shapes boards and everything else. So he talked all about his career. She talked yeah. about Xander, hadn't she? The yeah. families. Why did that not ever come up during the date? And oh, what do you do for a living? Does he just sit there and talk about himself for like the whole time? Uh, uh, that, yeah, it must, it must do. It must do because you're right. It would come up on that kind of date, wouldn't it? I yeah. could get on board with that more if it was like a hookup, but yes. you don't talk about nothing. Fair enough, right? Yeah. No, you're not going to tell to say what. But yeah, you're right. With the type of conversation we saw. They definitely would have talked about work and stuff. You do, don't you? Yeah, he definitely did. He definitely was telling her all about his board shaping and the fact that he's taken on surf lessons from Dean. And that's how it moved on to her brother, you know, because he was saying, I'm, I'm teaching Xander, I could teach you. And mm. he's talking about his family. They talked about the fact that they both lost their dads. I was thinking, so he never asked her, what do you do for a living? Or what do you, what do you like to do? I just find that really strange. But there we go. Me too. Me oh, too. But this means Marley's not as sweet mm. as tailed as we thought. Because yeah. now we're doubting his niceness. Mm. Uh, and we're start I'm starting to get, you know, my um you know, Cluso, Inspector Cluso <laughs> the one here because you know he won't give his papers to Alf, his employment oh. papers, remember? Yeah. Now he doesn't like cops. And when she confronts him about it, like, is this a problem? I can't believe you're not giving me... Which, actually, I found a bit pathetic. It was like she was begging him. I was like, you just met the guy. If he doesn't like that you're a cop, that's a red flag, love. I felt like... Before that, it took him ages to actually say what the problem was. And I thought he was really horrible to her, you know, because she came down to see him when he was on the beach doing the surf lesson. And he just didn't say two words. So did he just get saying, I'm busy? Oh, do you want to go for lunch? No, I can't. Mm. I thought that was so rude. I was really annoyed about that because we, yeah, because yeah. we were saying, weren't we, the other week before, like he's fitting in really well. He seems like a really nice guy, too nice, you know. Yeah, but that was so rude. Like he didn't even tell her. Like I think they met up, they bumped into each other twice before he actually said it's because you're a cop. And the two times that they met up, he was just super rude to her. And I thought there's no need for that. He could have just told her that first, you know, meeting. You could have told me you were a cop. I didn't know you were a cop. I'm going to have to go away and think about this because it's a problem for me. He could have just told her that from the off, but he had to drag it out and be an arsehole all day. I was like, why? Yeah, so I did definitely saw a different side to him, didn't we, that day? You're right. Yeah. Um, didn't like that. He was really nice. And we were thinking, this guy's really nice, quite likeable. You know, mm. what's, what's not to love last week, weren't we? You yeah, know? yeah. Um. Something's something's off here. So his mm. family is, is he is he from a rough family again? Um, well, he said something about the new Mangrove River. 
Oh, yeah, I didn't get the impression that it was because obviously when he was talking to Alf, you know, he was saying we're from Monterey Point, it's just a little fishing place. I'm not a river boy, blah, blah. I don't know. I'm, I don't, I can't quite put my yeah, finger on this. Conversation with Alf was all family, my granddad fishes, we love yeah. sisters, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's you're... not the impression I got that Monterey Point or wherever he's from is this like criminal town. But what he said to Rose was the reason he's got a problem with the police is because he can't trust them. So I don't know whether I'm completely off the mark here and maybe this is offensive in itself, but is it a race thing? You know, do the cops pick on him because he's Aboriginal or I don't know. Um, well, I suppose that's the point is we don't know, aren't we? So yeah, it's now we're thinking, right, what's up here and trying to, trying to guess, trying to fill in the gaps until we know. Yeah. It's definitely something. Cops are bad news for him, and that's never good news for us. <laughs> yeah, is it really? But, but I, you know, I'm now a bit like, is is he part of a criminal thing? Is mm. his family in trouble? You know, why does he not like the police? Has he has he been the victim of something? Like you say, is it is it that, or is yeah. it else? I mean, the, the possibilities at this point could be anything, couldn't it? Yeah. But it was how it was Rose's reaction as well for me that was just as odd. Mm. And it was like, um, well, you're not going to give me a chance. And um, yeah. please give me a chance. And, you know, just one more day. And, and I'm thinking, Rose, the mm. guy doesn't want to see you anymore because you're a cop. That surely rings some little bell up there. Yeah tell you that this is not good news and I'd be straight back to the uh, YCPD office and I'd be putting his name into the computer love yeah I'd be doing yeah yeah that's a good point actually and you know what's funny you know that barbecue that they had and he was standing next to cash and I thought he's been all matey with cash there's no cash as a cop and would that change that conversation if he knew that cash was oh yeah is it just the fact that she's a, a woman and a cop? Oh my gosh, you've just added another layer now. Yeah, he was. I don't know. To... Did he know that Cash was a copper or not? I don't know whether he did. Because he was standing there next to the barbecue having a nice little chat with him. Then Rose turned up and Cash called her over, didn't he? And was like, oh, this is Marley. And she was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so I was thinking, well, has Marley not got a problem with Cash because he doesn't know he's a cop? Or is it something else? I don't know. I don't, I'm confused. It's but at the could moment. Be. <laughs> Oh, no, I can't. They should have explained it. I mean, the fact that they don't trust the police, there wasn't really enough information for me to work out what the actual issue was. No, but is, is it? Are we skirting over it now? Because it seemed like they were, you know, because after that they were dancing, weren't they? And she's just getting on with things. And I thought, is that it? Are we over it? I don't know. Well, mm, I don't think it's going to be plain sailing as that. Mm. <clears throat> We've been here before, haven't we? Bad boy falls in love with the cop. Yeah, <laughs> is he a bad boy? I don't know. I'm not convinced. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what he's it is. Tattoos. I'm. I'm. St I'm. Honestly, I'm questioning. I've said everything now. I don't think he's called Marley. <laughs> he's from this place that he's saying he's from. I'm questioning everything. We've been like, here before, haven't we? We we don't trust anybody. Like he doesn't trust cops. We don't trust newbies. That's the and problem. Because we um we we loved him last week. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure not to have a secret. Yeah. 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 Now, now we don't believe a word he's saying. That to me is just super sus. Um, mm. 
this, this uh, barbecue you're talking about as well, we might as well talk about it. So yeah. um, it's the impromptu party, isn't it? Come barbecue at, at Casa Paratas. Yeah. Um, this is very odd, wasn't it? Because we had this just before we, did, we had the party, we had this really nice scene in, in Casa Parata and it was Flick and Cash and they were actually talking, they were actually opening up and saying, you know, what was on their mind and how they were feeling. And Flick was saying to Cash, you know, Tane wants to set another date for the wedding. I just don't think I'm ready. You know, oh, freaking out about that. And it, and Cash was like, well, I've been to see Eden. I've told her everything that happened between us. And she told me to rack off. So they're both like, they've hit bottom, haven't they? They've hit rock bottom. Mm. And I thought, this is good. They're talking and now they can help each other through these problems. And then within a minute, Flick just went, party. Let's have, let's have a party. And I was thinking... Really? <laughs> like, I don't know about you, but when I when I'm going through something in my my personal life and I'm sharing that with my friend or my brother or whoever, and they're saying, "Oh yeah, I'm also going through stuff as well." I don't think we ever sort of went, "Let's have a barbecue." <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't quite see how we got there from that. Did you? Or was have no. I just missed this completely? No, it was a very great leap. I was uh, like, oh, okay. I think it's a massive distraction. Yeah. Technique from Flick there. I think I think she, I think because everyone's coming at her and I think she's starting to realize that people mm. are noticing Alatan, yes. you know. Remember Tane's just asked her yeah to set the date again to try mm. for the wedding because obviously the wedding went Pete Tong, didn't it? <laughs> so yeah. so um you know he's, he's just before this happened asked her to set the date again mm. and she's don't think I'm ready and yeah. I, I think this is her sort of trying to distract everybody from yeah realizing what she's up to it's an excuse for her to get absolutely plotted. yeah because we've seen her drinking in the store cupboards in the bathroom behind the bins haven't we? we've seen her drink I don't know how Tani hasn't noticed she's drinking vodka out of the bottle and then he's kissing her five minutes later I was like she's gonna stink how does he not I notice I know I know <laughs> I, I I must say I thought the same. I was like, <laughs> no, I, I would like to think I would know if my significant other was absolutely arsehole. You'd know they would absolutely stink. I mean, she's yeah. not drinking something that doesn't smell on your breath. It's gonna, you know, even even if you say it's mouthwash, you wouldn't believe it. Yeah, but you see, yeah. you've also got to think. Tane's been a bit preoccupied saving Cash's life. That's true. Yeah. Um, he he's taken the eye off the ball a bit. With with Flick since she's come out of hospital, I think I think mm. he's he's been back at work. Stacy's, you know, thrown him in, thrown the towel in, hasn't she? You know, yeah, yeah. He's 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 been left in the lurch at work. He's he impromptly saved Cash's life when he saw him being vulnerable. So I think he's taken the eye off the bar with Flick a bit. Mm. And you know, the other week when we sort of was reading what was going to happen in one of the first look episodes, and we our first reaction was, "Poor Tane is going to have to deal with this." You know, and we read yeah. about having yeah. to drink. and it's yeah. so true. He's basically her keeper. You know, yeah. he's constantly having to look after her, um, and there's nothing. I suppose there's nothing wrong with that. Some relationships are like that, and fair yeah. enough. That's the way yeah. that that dynamic works, um, but. This poor guy's got the world on his shoulders with ev- from all angles with everybody. Mm, yeah, it must be exhausting going out with Flick, to be honest. <laughs> I don't yeah. think he gets a lot back. I think he's very 
he's there for her, isn't he? And offers her shoulder to cry on and lets her just go wild and supports her with everything that she does. And I don't think there's a lot of there's a lot of take from Flick. I don't think there's a lot of give. No, absolutely. I mean, why can't she turn around and say, you know, I'm struggling? It takes yeah. it takes her publicly mm. to go absolutely ballistic at him in front of everybody. Mm. To say I do not want to marry you, yeah. you know, you know, drunk, explosive argument. It takes that to happen for her to open up to him and say, you know, afterwards, and he says to her, "There's something going on. There's something else going on with you." Yeah, even then he was really nice about it, wasn't he? Like you say, yeah. he's just humiliated him in front of everybody and said, "Ah, oh, maybe I don't even want to marry you anyway," and stormed off inside the house after making a scene. He comes in, you know, with the tail tail between his legs, and he's like, "Are you okay?" you know, pandering to her again. And then she's just, and then he's like, look, I can, you know, forget the wedding, take that off, take the pressure off. What else is going on with you? Like, he's being really reasonable. He's not starting an argument or, you know, retaliating or... I think he knows how to handle her. He does, yeah. You know, the rest of us will just be like, who the f*** do you think (laughs) you're talking to? (laughs) But I think he knows that won't go, that won't, that won't wash with her, will it? You know what I mean? No. She'll, she'll just react. She'll have a know? tantrum, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think he knows, doesn't he? And he's got the patience of an absolute saint. She does not deserve him, you know? <laughs> um, and yeah. like you say, you know, he gives a lot for, for not so much in return, as far as we can see, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, you know, it takes all that to happen for her to say, you know, you know, I'm, I'm struggling here. You know, every mm. week, minute, I, I close my eyes. I'm back in that car with the yeah. heat, fire, and I'm trapped. And I'm, and that's all very legitimate. Mm. You know, and absolutely, you know, it's, you know, post-traumatic stress, isn't it? You know, it's, yeah. it, it, your, it's mental, mental, yeah. you know, mental health from, from this massive thing you've just gone through, like. There's nothing wrong with with that, you know. Open up. Of all people, you should feel you should be able to open up to. It's yeah. time. Why can she not do it? I know. It's frustrating. It's not like Tane wouldn't have gone through stuff. I mean, he wasn't in the crash or anything, but he got there and saw the, you know, her trapped in the car, saw Eden unconscious, saw Leah impaled, and saw the car burst, you know, burst into flames with Flick inside. He's yeah. not. He's not had a nice day out either. You know, it's not. And that was the day he was supposed to get bloody married. I know. And then a week later, he nearly saw his brother-in-law get shot in the head. So he's not exactly having the best time either himself, but he's still managing to go to work and hold everything together. And all he wants is just to be with Flick. And he just comes home and there's a house full of strangers all getting drunk and she's taking her clothes off to jump in the pool. I just feel so bad for him. I do. I had some of the dancing from those extras. Oh, God. From the extras? What about Nico? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Busting a move. Mm. Yeah. Well, while this is going on, you see Gabe's down oh. the road at Salt. Don't even. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand this guy. <laughs> Sorry. He's got his, his thumb in the books now, look. Mm. In the book. Nosed and everything, hasn't he? Him. Um, and he's uh, lecturing Mac about Flick, yeah. about she's not their absent business partner. And Flick, um, and Mac's a bit like, you know, 
she's going through some stuff. I it's her personal stuff. I'm not going to tell you. And I thought, yeah, go on, mm. absolutely. But you know, but at the same breath, not really defending her too strongly either. You know what I mean? Like, I got the feeling she was embarrassed, didn't you? I got the feeling that Mac was kind of embarrassed by Flick because. He, the first time Gabe met Flick, she turned up and she was grabbing all that booze and she looked completely wired, didn't she? She was like, Paddy, Paddy at mine, who's he? And I was thinking, oh, she's yeah. being really yeah. extra and over the top here. And this is, and you could tell Mac was like, um, that's, that's Felicity. You know, that's my business partner. She looked kind of embarrassed, didn't she, that she had to admit that to him. Yeah, yeah. And then when John was saying, you know, later on, John was saying, oh, the party was a disaster, Flick's a liability, she got really drunk, she, you know, kicked off, she's unpredictable. And she was like, yeah, but she's not like that at work. Uh, again, it was like this cringe, like, that I could feel coming off her because she didn't want Gabe to hear that. It's, I don't think she could stick up for it because I think she was genuinely embarrassed by it. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I, I agree she was. She was like... Through gritted teeth, wasn't she? Like, oh, this is yeah, my... like she's my friend. She's been through a lot, but she's not helping me. You know, in terms of this, this Gabe guy has just got all the answers and knows everything or whatever, isn't he? So mm. it's just it was bad timing, and I think she just like, oh, I didn't need this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure why she's giving the books to do. It's nothing to do with him. I don't know why she's giving the time of day at all. Like, I just don't understand this story at all. I'd have kicked him to the curb. But apparently they're back together and he's all over her business. Well, you know my theory, you know, she's now shown him access to the book, so now he knows what kind of money's involved. Well, it doesn't sound like there's much money involved, does it? We know that. We know that. But, like, I don't know. He's got too much access to mm. stuff for me and I think it's a bit too convenient I said to you know he wanted his hands on the business from the minute he's arrived back and yeah. I think I don't know he could start causing trouble with suppliers now you know yeah is he taken you know has he got access to the accounts mm. has he we don't know what he's done now do we you know and I'm, no. and I'm very very worried for Mac here because I think she's been a little naive yes you know, she said yeah. it herself, I'm not the same person I was, because there was a great scene where he sort of storms out, doesn't he? She goes after mm. him, she's told him to leave it. And um, she says, you know, I've built this on my own. You know, I don't mm. need you anymore. And I think this is another example of Max saying that. I'm yeah. a strong woman, yet seconds later panders to a bloke. I know. I just don't get it. Why is she taking advice? From a guy who seemingly started his own career using money that he took as a bribe from a dad. Yes. I mean, come exactly. on. I wouldn't be taking business advice from this guy. Exactly. He's, he says he's doing well with these restaurants that he's got, but he's not going home to them. So he's leaving them to just run themselves. I'm just finding it all dodgy. Him being here in in Summer Bay means he's the absent business partner that he's yes off of being yeah good point yeah you know what I mean? mm. if if this whole business thing is true and he has really got these restaurants that are very successful I'm just not buying it no i'm not i'm not he's after something tell him he's, he's only successful because he's took that money yeah and, right. 
Yeah, it's it's Mac that's made him successful, really, if you think about it. Because if yeah. it weren't for her and it weren't for her dad, he wouldn't have even had any money to go off and do this stuff. So see in the light of day, you're spot on. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm really annoyed about this story. <laughs> the same as you, because I'm like, I know Mac can be strong, independent woman. I know she can do that, and I like that side of her. But I don't like it when she brings the walls down, and you know, like you say, pandas to these guys that we just know are losers. She does it time and time again, doesn't she? Yeah. Of a big character, for, you know, what's the word? One of it's one of a tr- really poor character traits of hers. Mm. You know, you know, she just seems to make such bad decisions when it comes to yeah. fellas. Yeah. You know? Um, one thing he does sort of make, and it is still her idea, but he makes her realise that actually you don't mm. need members of Lyric to have a band night hello we've been saying that for weeks <laughs> <laughs> definitely did you were like why don't they just sing <laughs> yeah we'll just do it themselves they could do, they could do covers they don't even have to do lyric songs they could just be a cover band people go to the pub to see them all the time don't they yeah or they could just do it as themselves for a bit like mm. I don't understand like Justin and Theo say <laughs> just yeah. stand on the balcony um, <laughs> It yeah. doesn't go down too well, though, does it? It doesn't go down well at all, actually, mm. when Justin floats the idea. He, you know, I think, you know, like when Mac tells Justin, Theo's a star, not a waitress. I think that's the slack. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the type of stuff. Oh, dear. Sometimes, don't you? <laughs> mm, definitely. Remy's having none of it. I, I think Eden will be a bit more, pa- you know, placid about it. You know, she's not going to be performing anytime soon. We don't know yet. She News hasn't yet reached Northern Districts. But um, Remy's not happy at all. No. O- over my... Yeah. No. I didn't really get the, the full extreme of why he was so unhappy, but... She's seen my tweet in the week. I vote we amputate. <laughs> <Sorry, I've> had... <laughs> Extreme. Yeah. Did not just get that arm off. Good thing. <laughs> <laughs> featuring prosthetics. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. A couple of sort of non-event things we must mention, right, before oh, yeah. we go. Yeah. We'll bring everything rapidly here. Um, Luke. You know, VJ's text. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this made me laugh. This whole scene. Imagine the diner going, Oh, yeah, it's Luke's birthday next week. And then she's like, Are you going to go to Cyprus? And she's like, oh, I can't just run off to Cyprus. And Irene's just like, Well, you have before, Dot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Yes, Irene. She has just literally. Sometimes she's been, t- been in Cyprus before we even know she's left. You know, like, she was in the scene yesterday, and then today it's like, where's Leah? Oh, she's in Cyprus. What? Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, Irene can't really talk. We don't know where she mysteriously disappeared to the other week. Oh, I know, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a funny line. And, and now Leah wants to go to Cyprus and catch up mm. with Jay, who, if I remember rightly, and correct me if I'm wrong, ran off to Cyprus away from law enforcement. Yeah, I think they're running away from the police. I can't exactly remember why now. Now he's texting and they're visiting and that's all okay. Yeah. Your two shoes, Leah. 
And also, she's literally just been impaled. And <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Let's do a long go. Yeah. yeah let's fly to uh... Greece. <laughs> or Cyprus. Cyprus, isn't it? God, yeah. I don't... Oh, mad. Don't get yeah. out Greek, Cypriot. And, um, <laughs> speaking of law enforcement, Brie also got some good news. I mean, this is like a proper oh, yes. brushover but... moment of the week that, like, yeah, was like quite big news really. But um, the DPP are not charging her. All dropped. There you mm. go. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that was a very throwaway scene, wasn't it? It was just Rose, just not even at the police station, just in their house. Well, she's moved in with Rose, hasn't she, temporarily? Mm. And um, and Rose was just like, "Oh, I've got something to tell you. Sit down." You're not going to be charged. They think it's self-defence, and that's that's it. It's over. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, bit of a damp squib that, wasn't it? Yeah, tea or coffee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very odd. It was a very, very, very odd end to what mm. was months of investment, weeks. Yeah. Of, um, yeah. really odd. We saw it coming, though, didn't we? We did. We, yeah. Well, joked. I, I hoped it would be different, but we did joke. <laughs> It would go. <laughs> oh dear, funny. Well, yeah, we were we were expecting it, so we can't be disappointed, really, can we? So, yeah. Okay, now it's time for your say on the bay, which is our new fave segment at the end of the main podcast, where we discuss all your opinions on the latest drama going on in Summer Bay. And you can get involved in this by tweeting on the Home and Away hashtag on Twitter or by sending us your thoughts um, by DM or by email. So we're on Instagram and Twitter at Coastal News Pod and our email address is coastalnewspod at gmail.com. And we love hearing from you and chatting about all things Home and Away. So do get in touch and uh, don't be shy. So what we've had a few tweets this week, haven't we? It's been we were saying the last couple of weeks on Your Say on the Bay that we've had loads of people talking on the hashtag recently because of the the fallout of the wedding drama, the bikey heist and everything that's been going on. So we've had a really mad couple of weeks with messages, haven't we? But I think this week has been a bit bit quieter, which has probably reflected the quieter week that we've had in the Bay as well, do you think? I would imagine so, yeah. yeah. Things have sort of, the pace has come down a bit, hasn't it? So yes, yeah. It's everyone's excitement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we have had some people get in touch with, haven't we, on, the, on, the, uh, on Twitter, I think it was. Was it Mr we- David? Yes. Um, hi, David. Thank hi, you David. for your continued support. Thanks for listening. So, Mr. David underscore 885. Now, this is a common theme, which is why we're picking this out. Mm-mm. But we were talking about, um, obviously, this week we've had Tani and Felicity and their um, fallout, we've just been talking about on the podcast this week. Um, and how Tani is all, you know, he's. It's too big, too good for Felicity, we some of us feel. And mm-hmm. David feels the same. So he says he rescued her out of a burning car and mm-hmm. her brother from certain death recently. What is she hesitating for, silly flick? And this <laughs> is, you know, the whole wedding thing. Because she puts this wedding off at every opportunity, doesn't she? So thanks for that tweet, David. Yeah. Um, and somebody else also sort of sent us an email, coastalnewspod at gmail.com. Um, saying honestly, Tane is just too good for her. Um, if I'm honest, I wouldn't even bother. And we agree, don't we? And many, many, many do. Yeah, 
it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on with this pair. I don't know whether we're going to get a happy ending and or not at this rate, really. Yeah, what do we think? <clears throat> you know, I've been a fan of them as a coupling anyway. Only mm. couldn't have Tani and Mac. I mean, Tani and Mac would have been absolute Ooh, hot couple. Yeah. Yeah, why? Like, yeah. that just did something to me. <laughs> uh, but so only because we couldn't have them. I think I think they're well suited. I think the fact we've just been talking about, you know, how he knows how to handle her. You yeah. Know, he doesn't yeah. pander to her behavior if you like and i'm making a sound like a right devil now it's not it's not like that is it but she has mm. she has a very flick ways about things yeah. and I think he he sort of balances that really well mm. uh, but i do agree with david's comments about you know i think i think actually this was in reply to a tweet of, that we we'd put out about it mm. he is just take and take and take isn't it from her when it comes to him You've just said it. He, he doesn't really yeah. get back from it. He, we've just called him her keeper. Yeah. He, he's constantly putting out fires for her. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> he's yeah. an Honestly, we would walk. People would kill and walk over hot coals for him. For a mm. guy like that, who would do all that for him. Why can she not appreciate what is right in front of her face? It is infuriating Sophie it is yeah I mean I'm not even I'm not even 100% convinced that I want a wedding you know if she decides that she doesn't want to get married I wouldn't be completely mad about that and I think that's within her right to say to him do you know what you know I got got caught up in the whole wedding thing and actually it wasn't what I wanted and can we have a chat about that and can we have a chat about the future like just just talk to the guy just tell him how you feel I think even then, because he is so reasonable, I think even then he'd probably just been like, okay, let's take our time. Let's put it on the back burner for now. Mm. I just, I, like you, I just don't think, what does he get out of this relationship? What is, what's he? That's a good is, Yeah. Yeah. And I think he needs to ask himself that, you know, mm. to think what, other than obviously, he, he obviously feels things for her, but what else? What else is he getting from it? She doesn't want to move in with him. Mm. Then she does. She doesn't want to marry him. Then he eventually does. I mean, the next thing is going to be, do they want kids? And they eventually will. You know, I'm just everything just is such a battle. You, yeah. You see that you're exa- exhausted watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, he must he must be absolutely exhausted just being her boyfriend and just breathing and just living in that house. I just I, I can't imagine living with that drama all the time. It's too much got me thinking this do you is have you got any other examples of couples like this where it's worked do you know what i mean like it rather real life or uh, tv couple i'm trying to think of sort of other where one's a nightmare and the other one's constantly pandering to them you mean yeah yeah like it's like it's not selfish is it but it's like indirectly selfish attention She's very self-absorbed, isn't she? And she's very much like, oh, everything's about me and how I feel. And, you know, she doesn't talk. She's a bit of a child. Like, she doesn't actually talk about her feelings. She just, you know, hides behind the vodka or throws a party or, you know, does something wild. And it's like, and then every time he's like, he's like an adult, isn't he? He's like, can we talk? And she's like, oh, God, no, boring. It's like having a toddler. It must be exhausting. And I, and I really want it to work. I really mm. do, you know, and, and 
that's unusual for me. You know this. You know, mm. like oh, split up, rack off. Blah, blah, blah. But I actually, <laughs> I actually want. I I just want because I think I want Tani to be happy because Tani wants it. You know. Yeah. Oh my God! On top of all that, on top of what a nice bloke he is, that's what he looks like. I mean, <laughs> yeah. She needs right. her head tested. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, yeah. No other examples I can think of where it's worked. So I'm I'm sort of thinking, do we fizzle watch these two? Yeah, I mean I, I just don't I don't know where we're gonna go from here. Because is she just gonna do a flick and just change her mind overnight and say, actually I do want to get married married and I do want kids or whatever it is that I don't know. I I don't I can't see a way back from this now. She's literally screamed in his face, maybe I don't want to get married. And that's where do you how do you come back from that? I don't know. I don't know. I think I think you might know that she's um she doesn't mean it. Mm. Or she's she's putting her head in the sand, she's turned to the bottle, you know, rather than and I I don't know, if I was Tani, I'd I'd probably do things a bit differently and I'd be thinking, you know, if she doesn't feel like she can talk to me, she doesn't feel, you know, what what is this? Mm. Yeah. You know, you know, of all people. The first, you know, when you're in a when you're in a committed relationship like that, the one person you should be able to talk to about stuff, yeah, is your better half, really, isn't it? Yeah, um, I would have thought, um, unless it's about them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, very strange. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's any other like, like you say, like other soap couples where they've got together and it's kind of been like, really, those two. <laughs> Um, um, you know, like Cat and Alfie Moon. Yeah, yeah, that's quite a Cat, toxic, very sort toxic of couple. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, they're they're sort of not good for each other. But of all, I mean, I don't know they're not together nowadays, but not no. sort of for each other. But like kept flogging mm. the horse. Do you know what I mean? And I couldn't stand them as a couple. I know everybody ships them because I know the hashtag was mad when they, you know, when they didn't get back together again recently. When he came back, and you know, she was trying to get her away from phil wasn't he and everyone was going oh they should be together they're made for each other and i was like no they're not they're toxic together i absolutely cannot stand cat and alfie together uh, i think they're awful i think she yeah she's just this screaming just oh god over the top drama a bit a bit like flick can be yeah and then he really winds me up like this sort of chance scammer <laughs> oh I don't know I, I, I don't like Alfie I know that's really unpopular because I know people love him and I think he's great but I can't stand that guy <laughs> but it's a prime example of just long term mm. I don't know whether yeah soap anyway so long term is never guaranteed but no it can't really yeah you, that happily ever after we're looking for out of this big couple in the show can't mm. <coughs> yeah I don't know I think we, we, we could be on the cards for, uh, for a separation or a breakup or maybe even a temporary separation or breakup while she goes off the rails and, and he just tries to you know hold the fort with everything else going on I don't know mm-hmm. I'm worried about it I mean I'm mm-hmm. not anything away from what she's going through right? yeah um, but it just seems to be that everybody around Felicity it becomes a problem for them. 
Thank you for listening. We will be back with more episode discussion from Summer Bay soon. Until then, join the discussion online at Coastal News Pod.